show is brought to you by MillenniLink, where talent and digital transformations intersect. Hey, Britt. Hey, Jess. How are you? I am in such a good mood. Is it not been like the best couple days ever? I was going to say, like, we talk all the time, but it seems like it's been forever. So much has happened. I know. To our like world, the world to our changed. country, to the pandemic since we last spoke. This is oh wild. Oh my gosh. Wait, I need to start with the funniest story. So last week, Britt's like, hey, I want to learn trading. Teach me how to trade. And I'm like, okay. This is like what I like. Like I'm not I'm not a wealth manager. I don't do like indexes and all that kind of stuff. I just like single stock picking. And I'm like, check out Delta. Mm. And Britt's like, has her, sends me the thing. She's like, okay, put a buy on. And I get like any person does that's pitching stock tips. And I was just like, it could go bankrupt. So just heads up on that. And then she pulled off of it. And guess what? Delta's up 20 freaking percent today oh on, the co- on the vaccine news. I, I literally woke up and like the first thing I read was Jess's text. Like, look it, too bad you didn't buy Delta. Delta, it's up 20%. Yeah. And she's like, AKA, <laughs> AMC is up over 80%. 80%. Pre-market, it came down to like, 50, uh, it was up, I think, 50. Or but still, that's 50. insane. It just like, it's such, I feel like <gasps> amazing. And I love that the vaccine's out of New York. And I, I just like, everything about it is so perfect, so special. Uh, we're so excited yes. that we're going to talk about this in our first story. So anyways, yes, let's not really excited. I do wish I... May just teach me. I think you need to talk more about, I guess you can't talk too much about stocks, right, on here? Well, I'm not like a registered broker. I just like, I just know how to trade. So oh, that's man. sort of, I don't want anybody getting after me if I'm giving them. But look, I guess all I'm picking is winners these days. I'm I like, they port so. Nice, so who knows? Maybe I could come on and talk about it. You guys are the perfect it. pair. Um, how was your weekend? The weekend was really fun. I felt like I celebrated all weekend just being in New York. But when it, I actually had a lot of um, obstacles the last few days when it comes to my beauty line um, because we're about to start testing for the product. So before I can go on a shelf of Sephora or any kind of retailer, you have to go through some tests. And so they sent me an extra sample of our spray and it smelled weird. I was like, this is not my formula. And they suggested adding fragrance. And I am very against fragrance in skincare products like I like fragrance free I have sensitive skin and so that was a big boo-boo on their part but I just got it a few minutes ago and then the spray that we have they use fresh new ingredients and it's smelling just as it's supposed to so that's exciting and now we just have to figure out placing the order and how to fund everything so stressful but exciting but how was your weekend what did you do? Um, I did not work. I partied nice. like I was 22 again, like college was over. And like, I'm not even like a political person, but like the energy in the city, it was like when you were walking, you were like bouncing on the on the sidewalk. Like there was just like this like enormous like energy wave underneath the city. It was amazing. I went to an amazing party on Saturday night. My girlfriend took me, uh, her boyfriend was throwing the bash, like super Wall Street, cool guy, hot boy type party. Like you should have been there, Britt. Why weren't you there? Did we just not talk on Saturday Yeah, night? what happened? I would love to see you drunk. I don't think I've ever seen you past... Well, actually, no, I've definitely seen you drink a lot, but I feel like you always keep your composure very nicely. Like you're always. Okay, well, this one. Okay, I had such like posting regret. I'm sorry for people that follow me. My sister was like, what was wrong? You were posting like every. This girl was like, I like cake for breakfast. I was like, oh, my God, cake for breakfast fan, like going crazy with the posting. So anyways, my friend got a new purse and I was like, oh, my God, the new purse. And my close friends were like, hey, Jess, you you posted on Instagram. 
Yeah, just like this new fancy Valentino purse that Ooh, I had to highlight. That's so um, funny. I wish I saw I your like raged so hard. We like raged so hard in the balcony. We're partying with like Europeans who I don't really know a lot of Europeans in the city, but I'm not going to reveal his name because I don't want this party getting anywhere outside of exclusive. <laughs> Have you been trying to figure out how to better engage with customers digitally, create a web app for a stronger online sales, or trying to redo your backend infrastructure on the cloud while being mindful of data and security? Just know that you're not alone as these are some of the many common considerations that organizations of all sizes are going through as we become more digital for survival. In situations like this, it is completely normal that you may want to enlist a specialized partner to take on these projects for you as you go through transition rather than hire people internally, or you may want to do a combination of the both. The good news is MillennialLink is a one-stop shop for you to do both in many of these digital transformation areas. Not only is MillennialLink here to provide you with the best talent for your specific organizational needs, as a niche player in the area, they provide project-based services where they will put together the teams and run the projects for your organization and will work with you through strategy, design, development, and launch. Their track record spans many different industries, from government to capital markets, consulting providers, and healthcare. Toronto is a top North American destination for both tech and IT talent. They are also the go-to market for Google, Amazon, Accenture to invest in artificial intelligence research because of its access to tech and engineering talent. So given this, MillenniaLink can help you solve your most complex business problems. Beyond that, with the USD to Canadian dollar exchange rate, you are bound to save money by leveraging their services. Hiring projects are not a one-time thing. It's like going to the gym. It's like you would go and get a personal trainer to help you along your health and fitness journey. Reach out to MillenniaLink to help consult you through your digital growth journey. Even if you're not ready to get started today, we encourage you to reach out with your questions and find out how they can help you in the future. Now here's the deal. Now through Christmas for recruiting services, if you use the promo code CAKE, C-A-K-E, MillenniLink will offer a free tech assessment for your business to make sure you are tech competitive. Guys, that is so important. That's my favorite term right now. Are you tech competitive? Are you not? Like do not fall behind. So give these guys a shout and find out what they can do for you. They can be reached at 647-643-6100 or contact them through their website at www.millennialink.com slash contact dash us. Today on the show, we are talking everything we know about the vaccine so far, Exclusive fashion line Supreme sells to a big buyer and an update on the lawsuit regarding Jeff Bezos' dick pics. <laughs> XXX rated cake for <laughs> breakfast today. Britt, we have a vaccine! Woohoo! Oh my god, Woo-hoo! it could not, this news could not hit in a bigger, better way, I'm telling you. Like, damn it, it feels good, doesn't it? Honestly, the timing is crazy. Part of me thinks that they purposely announced it after the election, yes. but. I'm glad it's so But I love the CEO, Albert Barula. I just, I freaking love this man. He's the only one. Yo, you're obsessed with him. Because all these politicians jump up and down about how amazing they are. Freaking Cuomo is releasing a book about what an incredible leader he is. Blah, blah, all this bullshit. And then this is the guy who's going to save the save us all, literally. Like, this is the hero. This is the this is the dude. But don't you find a lot of people in pharma kind of corrupt? I feel like all those pharma companies are pretty corrupt. I literally don't care what this guy had to do to get it done. I love that it's done. <laughs> so I am 
am like so in for it. So huge news. And this is a Manhattan-based drug company, Pfizer, announced yes. on Monday, yesterday, that they have a vaccine with a 90% effective rate. Woohoo! Damn. That's high. But know that I think the sample size is only 94 people. Yeah, it was small. And supposedly they were all like young healthy individuals. So here are the details. So it came out of the crucial stage three trial. I'm not a pharma person, but that's apparently sort of like the go time. Um, A little pushback was that uh, this was only tested, like Britt said, on 94 patients. I mean, whatever, 94 patients and it works. So let's just stick with that, guys. Mm. The vaccine has to be stored at negative 97 degrees. So Wall Street was shouting today. They're like, it's a great time to be in the business of dry ice. So true, right? But people weren't. Can I invest in a dry ice company? Literally, that was probably the trade today. But I don't know those companies. We'd have to look into that. Um, And then we were talking about this. You have to take two vaccines in order for it to work and it becomes effective 28 days after taking the first dose wow and you were saying that it was i i heard i heard and i read that it was two different vaccines but you heard it was one and then like a a booster booster. i wasn't sure if it was one vaccine and a booster or if it was two um of the same vaccine we're not we're not completely sure on what will be in each of those two vaccines, yes. but that we it will become effective within 28 days after taking the first the vaccine. The first vaccine, we don't know. I did hear on CNBC that it was two vaccines, so like that's, they could, that could be a booster one. You, you don't know. Um, yes, and this is like interesting. Um, so in July, Pfizer got $1.9 billion with the government's Operation Warp Speed. You might have heard about it. It's the multi-agency effort to rush a vaccine to market to deliver 100 million but doses But this wasn't of a part of that this was separate but they still got the 1.95 yeah they still got two billion dollars with that i'm actually not sure about that to be honest because they are they are very vocal about not being a part of warp speed they didn't oh yeah you're right so Pfizer did not accept the federal funding to help develop or manufacture the vaccine unlike companies like moderna and ashes and I wonder why that is. They just... They wanted to distance themselves from Trump and Operation Warp Warp Speed. Speed. Yeah. And so honestly, that's where like my first gut reaction when this was announced. I was like, this is science's big F you to Trump. Mm -hmm. They waited until after elections because I bet if things... If people knew there was a vaccine, I think that more people would have voted for Trump. But at the same, here is me back to Albert Burala. Burala, I love him. I want to take him for an espresso martini and thank him for <laughs> his efforts in, in taking down COVID. Like, if this guy is wanted to do that, he can do whatever he wants. This guy's in charge, in my opinion. I don't want any politicians getting in his way. This guy did it. No one else. No, I know. I'm just saying the timing, I think, yes. was purposely done to be like, Everyone's I think that, Albert yeah. was like, F you, Trump. Yeah, I wonder what their what their deal is, but obviously there's something there. Um, okay, so the stock market was the best day in like seven months. Stocks were oh, raging. It was like so such good. an amazing day, especially if you own the Corona economy stock. So housing, I found this interesting. Housing um, and stay-at-home stocks obviously got crushed today. So like the Pelotons of the world, the DocuSigns, Zoom was down, Amazon was down. Everything sort of like grounded, coming back to life. And those companies have been on such runs. Peloton was down like 20%, um, interesting enough. Uh, but the housing, um, housing was down because they're going to, they say that mortgage rates are going to go way up on this news. So building will start going down. So banks and payment stocks went way up. And then the warp speed plan that we just 
talked about was for everyone who wants to get vaccinated will be able to by June 2020. That's because they're trying to figure out when, like, if me and you wanted to, like, go to CityMD and get a, a vaccine, like, when would that be available? And Warp Speed's plan was for that to be available June 2021. So people are saying possibly it's the same, but they're unsure. Wow. Honestly, yeah, I think the when I read into it, it was a lot about distribution because they want to get the people yeah. who are most... It, uh, um, you know compromise the vaccine first so it's like how are they going to distribute the vaccine to the right people and make sure that um it doesn't mutate too they're quickly. saying it's going to be uh first responders healthcare workers doctors mm-hmm. people like that they get it first i think that's totally fair they're saying second round is going to be like your grandma's 87 and yes. you know is sick she gets it next and then sort of like your parents then i guess people like me and you by June 2021 if it's matched to the warp speed plan. Okay, so real question, are you going to get the vaccine as soon as you can? Honestly, no, just because I haven't had kids yet and something about putting vaccines in my body like that makes me nervous and I feel like outside of my like raging Saturday night party, I've been like very like <laughs> COVID safe, very and I wore a mask at the party. People were like free. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure there was like probably like five to ten people there. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it was outdoors. <laughs> Okay. But I was safe. I kept a bougie mask on the whole time and people were like, freak, weirdo. But yeah, you wear you wear mask, gloves, yeah. hat, like sunglasses. Like you were, <laughs> I lock it up. You're the most one of the most cautious COVID people I know. So true. <laughs> well, all right. So more crazy, exciting news. And this was a personal win for me, um, which I'll get into. Proposition 22 officially passed in California, which means that Uber and other gig economy companies can continue to hire 1099. What does that mean? Talk to me about the 1099. So a 1099 is a independent contractor. So a employee signs a W-2, which means they have the benefits, Mm -hmm. they work a full workload. Independent contractor fills out a 1099 form and they have the freedom of choosing where they work, when they work and how they work. And, and basically, and I so feel like that, everybody yeah. now is like gig economy 1099. Like, I don't know anyone who gets W-2s. Even hedge fund guys, they do 1099s now, too. Yeah, like when you're on a contract, like it depends, obviously, on the contract. But even like Wayfair, like I have a friend who is working at Wayfair, and that's a contract 1099 position, I believe. So there are definitely a lot of places that have always had it. But because of uber's business model where it relies on this independent contractor more so than other businesses in the past it's put a lot of stress on what's the difference between an independent contractor and an employee so companies including uber lyft doordash instacart postmates which is now owned by uber have put over 200 million dollars in proposing and getting proposition 22 Pass. Well, there's. Can I just stop you right there? There's so much like annoying stuff happening with Ubers in the big cities. Like right before COVID hit, like I was going to LA almost every month, and up until like I think it was February, you could like get the Uber to the airport. You go to your hotel. It's thirty bucks versus sixty in a cab. But now, did you see in LA they had that huge section set up? Like you have to get on a bus, and then you take a bus for like they're like oh five minutes. It's ten minutes. They take it to like a lot off the airport. Then you stand there, order your Uber, stand in a huge line like the airports especially are making the gig economy the driving gig economy no california is making it hard 
hard. Not only the airport, like the entire state is making it hard. Was yeah. trying, but I'm just saying that even the the airports, like everybody is like starting to like bat the hatchet on here. And here's the thing, Britt. I totally agree with you on the gig economy and like being able to hire 1099s. But I just think that like Uber is worth billions of dollars. All these companies are like taking so much money from their employees. So I feel like this is sort of why these states are fighting back. So this is a very controversial debate because there's people on your side saying that. But if you're talking about so you're talking about Uber drivers, Postmate delivery people, um, and it was a whole debate on if they should be categorized as an employee or an independent contractor. So Uber drivers, they can use it as a second job if they're retired. It's a great way to like make extra money. If you want to work for Postmates, you can choose like which days you want to work, how you show up, when you want to work. There's mm-hmm. so much freedom, and this strikes home for me because Butini, my beauty service company is a part of the gig economy. I have about 70 stylists and that's between hairstylists and makeup artists. They're independent contractors who work with me about like once or twice a week whenever they choose to. And so the biggest thing is putting into this example is that we do weddings. Weddings don't happen Monday, Tuesday, Wednesdays or usually Thursdays or Fridays. And so this allows these artists to have their own business and, and do their own clients. Too work at editorial shoots, do commercials, do everything that they love in addition to it. working with I me when they want. I think there's exceptions to every rule. And all I'm saying, and I don't even know why I'm arguing this. This isn't where I even sit politically, but something about this, um, I don't know. It's just in my head. It's like... But it's not the government. Are you trying to say, oh, it feels bad? It's not. If you want if you want benefits in a full font job... I'm saying if you're an Uber driver and you work full-time, 40 hours a week for Uber... Um, and you're not just like a guy working five hours on a Saturday night to make some pocket cash. Like, why can't that Uber driver be considered for health benefits, insurance, different things like that? Like, I just feel like there should be almost two levels of people, no? So that's up to Uber and the drivers, right? Like, why is... California getting involved when they don't own like this is a private company that was created well, it's not private. to give it's a, more affordable it was it was created as a private company mm-hmm. to offer rides like the more that governments control our businesses like the more like how you think about it is like sure right now they have 10,000 drivers of Uber right that are 1099s so they can dictate their schedules and this and that if you want people to now be employees that sounds great from a theory high level sounds great but guess what Uber could not afford that when I when you are spending $20 an hour on someone if they're full-time that 20 is now about like 30 something dollars I, I so get not it only, I get it listen, and they're even so not saying- only not listen not only is that now affecting now you're going to go from 10,000 workers to now only affording to employ 2,000 people but now also the additional costs are now getting pushed onto the user which is yeah. us and so for people who can't afford a $70 10 minute Uber aren't going to be able to use it anymore. And so then it's going to become this elite company. So it's like, it sounds great. And all these things like paying someone at McDonald's $20 an hour sounds great. Of course we want it. But listen, if you want to make more money, get a different job. If you want a full-time job, go get a desk job. Like it's very black and white. If this, these business models were not created 
four full-time employees. Like that's not the purpose of them. And it's not the government's job to, to tell you how to do it. Like we're not a socialist country. Like they, everyone can figure it out themselves. And if you're not qualified or like it gives, it's not about like poor them. Think about freedom. So say if you what if somebody, make $40,000 and you want a second job. What if somebody as an Uber driver can't get a full-time desk job? Like what if they're only capable and so they're sitting there working full-time? Like don't they deserve something these are this is gig economy if they want benefits they can work at a starbucks they can work at mcdonald's they can work at all these different you can be a fedex driver like there's a lot of different companies that do offer benefits i think that's up to the company because if you think about like starbucks offers health insurance to their and stock options, that work stock a certain options amount. too and stock and that's amazing right that's how they attract talent but the government and states should not dictate how companies entice there it shouldn't just be expected like people need to work for it like you, you don't understand how expensive health insurance is for people you don't understand like yes uber makes a lot of money but their, their margins are razor thin they are hard like they've spent hundreds of millions of dollars fighting this i am like if this did not pass i would be out of business this week like there are so many businesses that are just not structured for full-time employees. And that's how we were created. So you can't just expect these businesses just to change their whole entire model because it's not going to succeed in an economy. There's just no way it's possible. There's plenty of different models out there of different kinds of businesses. So depending on what an employee wants or an independent independent contractor wants you go to those employees like you have the power of choosing where you try to interview for where you get jobs from but that's not the state's or country's or government's decision on how these companies operate nice that's your Sorry. fucking best story you've ever done in your whole life Thanks. <laughs> Thanks. no i love that i love the passion i spent i got i got sued like by the department of laborers from this i paid tens of thousands of dollars if i lost my case where they were trying to prove all of my stylists were employees i wouldn't have utini today so for what though what were you sued for not so essentially what happened was one girl filled out an unemployment form and she and then so even though she's like no i know i'm an independent contractor for butini the department of labor was like oh wait actually we haven't heard of this company i think we can prove that she should be an employee oh, and shit. then i hired cooley llp that's like the lawyers for uber spent a shit ton and then they're like "Ooh, like you know it, you know you have to show that they can accept decline or ignore any shifts that they're given, blah, blah, blah. Turns out then they go around and they're like, actually, we're going to try to prove all 70 year styles are actually employees. And then you're going to owe us taxes from since you started. Oh my, oh my God. Okay. And luckily they decided that we didn't, but I'm just trying to tell you when people say, oh, Uber makes so much money yeah, and Lyft yeah, makes yeah. so much money, they can afford it. Think about people like me, small business owners that have the same exact model. Now for a quick interruption, I just want to ask something out of you guys. If you were listening to the show today and have not subscribed, would you mind just taking a couple seconds to do so? It's super simple. I'm going to walk you through it really quick. All you have to do is pick up your phone that you're listening to the show on, go to the main screen. You should see a purple icon. It almost looks like a satellite dish and it says podcast below it. Once you open that up in the search icon, type in cake for breakfast. The show will come up and just hit the subscribe button. It's free for you and very meaningful for me. It supports my business. And honestly, Oprah asks her listeners to do the same thing, so I don't feel weird about it. <laughs> thank you so much for listening, and thank you even more for supporting the show today. 
All right, this is a bit of a handful, so stick with me, Britt, because there's a lot of names to go through here. So, Lauren Sanchez. Do you know her? Ring a bell. Girlfriend. Oh, girlfriend of Mr. Mr. Amazon. (laughs) So her brother, Michael Sanchez, sued Jeff Bezos for defamation. And the judge literally threw his case out and said, sorry, buddy. So Michael Sanchez was falsely accused of leaking the nude photos to the National Enquirer. Wait. Are they still dating? Yeah, they're very much together. They're the two of them, yeah. All right, so let's wind this back here. Do you remember in January 2019 when the news first broke about uh, Bezos and Lauren Sanchez dating? And it basically came out in the wash that Jeff Bezos was cheating on his wife Mackenzie at the time with Lauren. So let me just add here, these two families were next door neighbors to one another in Beverly Hills. And Sanchez was married to Patrick Whiteshell, who was the co-founder of WME, William Morris Agency, which we all know from Entourage. That's Ari Gold's partner, Ari Emanuel's partners, Patrick oh, Whiteshell. Wow. Yeah. Oh, I didn't realize Entourage was based off of him. Off of, not Patrick Whiteshell, her husband, but Ari Emanuel, who plays Ari Gold, who, it was like the founded by these two guys. But bottom line, she's married to like the most powerful dude in Hollywood. Like that guy, WME makes all the big decisions, you know? Anyway, so more dirt. Remember all those Jeff Bezos dick pics that came out? Yes. yes. I always wondered, is that was that legit? We, I don't think anyone saw them. There was like tons of talk about them. There's pictures of like his bald head, like grainy pictures in the National Enquirer. Oh. It was kind of like low-key threatening them. Then suddenly we all started hearing that her brother was the one who released the pictures. Wait, yeah, I know. That was so weird. Why does Michael Sanchez or brother have Jeff's dick pics. Yeah, it's like that's not really the first person you go to to send that. You know what I mean? Like I would not want my brother seeing my boyfriend. It was it was very odd, but it all turned out to be untrue. So the brother got super pissed and sued Jeff for defaming his name. Kind of naturally, I'd be pissed too. And there, you know, the judge found zero evidence that Bezos defamed the brother. Apparently, it was actually the Saudi Arabia government that hacked his phone and sent these pictures to the National Enquirer. Like, just like crazy, crazy stuff. But here's the flip side. Like, Lauren Sanchez came out to the media called her brother out, accusing him of deep and unforgivable betrayal. Like, that's something she released out into the open. So if you're saying that, that pretty much sounds like the brother messed up, right? I think that's defaming his name, no? You're saying Lauren's defaming her? Him? The whole case against Bezos right now, or the, the reason this was thrown out is they said it's untrue, um, Bezos did not defame Michael Sanchez's name. But in reality, like, I remember every headline coming through that was like, her brother sent the dick pics to the choir. Like, I remember that in the headlines and in the news. And then Lauren coming out saying, accusing him of deep and unforgivable betrayal. Like, yeah. that sounds kind of def- defaming to me. Bezos attorney William Isaacson commented, when it comes to frivolous lawsuits seeking money or attention, the law is clear and the law worked. Journalists will surely take the court's ruling into account when considering Michael Sanchez as a source. Yeah, seriously, that's Ooh. so mean. <laughs> wow. Wow. Is it just me or are all these billionaires getting mixed up in all these like raunchy news stories these I think days? that guy just had never done anything wild in his life and was like, holy crap, like I have a girlfriend, I'll send her a dick pic. And then like it just Damn. went so wrong on him. What do you think actually <laughs> like... What's your analysis on this relationship? So you have these two families, extremely wealthy. They they live next door on 
the same block or whatever from each other like do you think it's like lauren calling up mackenzie bezos being like (laughs) yo like do you want to come over for tea like do you think lauren was like no how do you think that how do you think it came to be that these two they they have they have three kids each like i just don't get how this thing happened so i think exactly that i think it's the kids they probably are similar ages maybe they had a text the other parent about carpooling to a soccer game or some kind of school function and so that's where i think that jeff got lauren's number through a carpool interaction and then they continued to text like thank you so much for dropping them off like how was the game and started this is very jeff bezos do platonic. you really think that that guy does carpool i think that that guy has like a swat team take his kids to school not for school i think for a school game like they're both very wealthy yeah. right so i'm sure they both have to get their kids to their different um games and appointments and i feel like they probably offered to have some kind of carpool or they're both going to watch their children something like how that. does it go from and that then they, that's to, how they got the text to jeff and, and lauren banging the the texting goes from like starting to talk about the kids and then getting to know each other and then then they make more efforts to walk outside and then I think it turned sexual and became this really fun game for them to like see each other amongst their families and outdoors near the houses. And it turned into this now relationship. All right. In the fashion news, fashion brand Supreme, known for their limited collection drops, has sold to the VF Corp, which owns North Face, Vans, Timberland for $2.1 billion. My first thought here is like, is Supreme in trouble? 2.1 2.1 billion, although, is a pretty nice sale price for that brand because Supreme isn't like Gap selling like a million sweatshirts. They sell, like you said, limited drops like the Supreme sneakers, the Supreme sweaters for like $1,000. They have a store in Soho, and whenever I walk past it, I feel like there's this crazy line for people waiting for the newest drop. Oh my gosh. And I went to a Supreme launch party. Shout out to my friend Danica who took me. It was like the most fun. Stop. Over you the went top. To one? Oh, it was so much fun. We got great pics, like just such a fun night. And it's very Kanye. That's what I'll have to say. It's very Kanye West vibe. Interesting. Okay. Yeah, I totally agree. It's kind of like the Yeezy vibe. Um, Supreme. You, you've you heard of it. It's very buzzy, but you don't really know what it is. And so VP Cor- VF Corp bought this American cult skateboard brand um, from the PE firm Carlisle Group LP. Oh, I love. I didn't realize that Carlisle's the buyer on here. Carlisle is this big badass investment fund in the city one of my girlfriends worked for them um she worked inside their office i covered their fund for a while their hedge fund they have a bunch of different businesses though they have like a hedge fund vertical long only vertical private equity vertical like they're a big big force but again like an elliott type group big sexy sophisticated high paying um fund on the street wow so the Carlyle Group bought 50% of Supreme in October 2017 for $500 million with a billion dollar valuation. And so now VF has bought it in its entirety. Funny enough, the Carlyle type of guy would buy Supreme attire. Really? I feel like it's such a like a cool skateboarder rich though type brand the sweaters are like mm, a grand aren't true. they aren't they like a thousand dollars for shoes too they're expensive yeah. i know that there's a sample sale across my office for supreme so i know it's expensive yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway so in october 2017 the carlisle group bought 50 percent of supreme for 500 million dollars with a one billion dollar valuation and now the vf corp has bought the entire company for 2.1 billion 
And the Supreme's founder, James Jebbia, said, we are proud to join VF, a world-class company that is home to great brands we've worked with for years, including the North Face, Vans, and Timberland. This partnership will maintain our unique culture and independence while allowing us to grow on the same path we've been on since 1994. Exciting. Well, so this company and brand embodies cult community. Yes. So when in beauty, I think of Kylie Cosmetics or KKW. Supreme, I would say, is like this hip fashion world. And it shows that companies are willing to pay a premium for these kind of companies. And I do think that, you know, part of Supreme's vision from the beginning was understanding the power of social influence. So they partner with local artists and skateboarders and create this really unique community. And they have a ton of different touch points amongst its social media platforms with its audience. And it shows because they have 13.8 million followers on Instagram. Britt, I'm going to be the contrarian here. I have to say it. I think Supreme is the interest in it is starting to diminish a little bit, especially with this huge stay at home culture. Everybody's now wearing like a $50 sweatsuit. No one needs a $1,000 sweater anymore. And I mean, I could be wrong. I just kind of wonder if the hype's coming down. Also, not sure if it's a good sign that they had a sale or a bad sign. So you could be right. Well, I could be wrong. I will push back because our girl Jess Farrow posted about this exact article. And it's, and she said VF snaps up Supreme for 2.1 eyes brick and mortar expansion. So I think that it is pretty promising that they're not only trying to expand digitally, but also still physically as well. I wonder um, if she brokered that so, deal. So I saw that too. I was excited about it. Oh, you know what? Maybe she did. I wonder if they're moving into Aspen because remember she said she had a huge partnership or gig that she couldn't tell us about, but they have like artists oh and this and that. Yeah, like, I bet that's It was an eclectic deal. line of products. So maybe our girl Jess that was on our episode last made week this happen. had something to do with this. Love I have no that. idea. Oh my God, I'm such a great gift. I cannot <laughs> wait to write her about this. All right, everybody. Quick update on Kevin Meyer, who we all know is the former 10-minute CEO of TikTok. (laughs) So Kevin Meyer, who TikTok poached from Disney, has just landed at billionaire Len Blavatnik's Access Industries. Now, the name is tricky to say, but Access Industries is making waves. I've been reading about them for a while now. They pulled a quote from the New York Post that said, Mayer will become a senior advisor to the Ukrainian-born tycoon's investment firm, focusing on its media-related businesses and identify new potential business opportunities for the company. All right, first of all, every the new thing to be right now is like run your own media company. Like Trump's coming out, all the rumors around him is that he's going to start some competing brand to Fox. I, I read this headline time and time again, billionaire starting a new media company. And I really think it's because... Obviously, this is the same narrative for years. No one really cares about cable anymore. Cable's all about two investment professionals sitting in a room and making every decision of what goes on TV. And guess what? We've got like Justin Bieber has a YouTube deal. Like he can go up and put a show on YouTube. Anybody can compete in the space now. And then the only thing that's driving their content is consumer interest. And what's interesting is, yes, we see a lot of these big billionaires do it in a big way or Megan Kelly starting her own like podcast platform media. And so there's a lot of splashes happening with people with lots of money. 
But what I love is that you can, like, yes, Justin Bieber is on YouTube and is probably heavily funded to be there. But there are people like you and I who can easily now also start our own platform, which is Cake for Breakfast, whether that's on Anchor and the podcast route, or we could easily, like, the barriers to entry are so low. And so it's amazing to see that here we're seeing this unique path towards what the future will look like and the beauty is everyone can get involved and it's direct it's like it's like sales right it's like you kill what you eat like you bring you can bring in what you want you have all the power you have all the control where traditional media is like sitting in a room with bravo and having like i said two girls say yep we'll buy this like and now we control marketing casting like everything across the board well it's not like that anymore you can control your own thing and I just think it's interesting that this guy poaches Kevin Kevin is like the most interesting CEO I've ever heard of right like he was like literally number two at Disney and then TikTok has to have him and now this billionaire has to have him like this guy works for 10 minutes at each shop and like he's the most desirable CEO in the biz and the play of the day launched Last night at 10 p.m. on HBO, and it's called Industry. I'm super, super excited about this show. To give everybody some background, it's about young finance graduates who are venturing out into the cutthroat, competitive world to get a job during the recession times that followed from the 2008 financial crisis. I love 2008 financial crisis content. Like, we've pulled The Big Short. We've got um, Wall Street 2. Like, we had, I guess, Wolf of Wall Street was... um, was 80s but we had so much good content come out of that out of that moment so I'm really excited to see what this show can do and I live this I entered it I entered into finance in 2011 so after the crisis but I know the feeling of like your first moment on a trading floor it's just the most like it nothing will ever take your breath away like that first moment of stepping onto a floor with that much sort of energy coming off of it. And now that you're getting me very excited about stocks and trading, I'm dying to watch this show too. Love it. All right, guys, we are so excited um, for this vaccine. Congrats to everybody at Pfizer. And I hope everyone has an awesome week. Things are turning. The energy's great. We're excited. Yes. Woo-hoo! So excited. Peace out. Bye. See you Thursday. If you love what you heard today, please rate, review, and subscribe. Guys, we are really trying to get our review numbers up because our download numbers are going up, so we want the reviews to reflect that. It takes literally two minutes. Hit the purple podcast icon button on your phone. It's an app. And just put in a review. You can say, great work, guys. Love the show. Brittany, you're hilarious. Jess, I love you. Whatever you want, just throw us a review. We'll be ever so happy. You can add us on Instagram at girlonthestreet underscore or at Brittany.lo. That's B-R-I-T-T-A-N-Y dot L-O or at Cake for Breakfast Podcast. All right, that's all for today. Don't forget to tune in Tuesdays and Thursdays for Cake for Breakfast. And once again, we love our sponsor, MillenniLink. And by using code CAKE, C-A-K-E, as the promo code, you will get 25% off your hiring fees now through Christmas. So just go on to their website, www.millennilink, M-I-L-L-E-N-I-L-I-N-K.com slash contact dash us, U-S, and you will get 25% off those hiring fees. So reach out, get connected, and achieve your hiring goals now.